What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 21st episode of Give Me 20. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Aaron Sini. And as with me always, the soon-to-be funniest vet on the internet, Mel Felker. Mel, how are you? I'm good, yeah. I'm working on being funny. That's true. Soon I will be funny. (laughs) Wow. You know, we get over the fake name thing. I dish a compliment, and this is the return I get. You just volley it right back in my face. You passed your boards recently. Congratulations. I did. Thank you. And thank goodness for that, because I don't think I had the strength to do that again. That's like, fair. <laughs> How long was the test? Um, I was there for like seven hours. Man. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that again either. That's no, intense. I was like so and like, of course, you don't sleep the night before. Like I got like four hours sleep the night before. So I leave and I like go into a fast food place to order food. And I couldn't even like make words to order. I was like, can I get the uh, the vegetable? And the guy's like, what? <laughs> I so, like the idea because you just I... got done with the vet test. So you just start naming animal parts. You're yeah. like, can I get I don't the know. upper ligmus thigh of that chicken, please? I'm sure that's not a real word. <laughs> no, no. My brain was absolutely fried. Like, I'm like, how did I just write? the most important test of my life and I can't even form words like there's no way that went well and oh, sure man. enough sure enough it worked out so so what's next you graduate and then boom the funniest vet on the internet yeah I guess so I mean I uh yeah I've that's like part of my license right so now I can be licensed but I still have to graduate to get my degree and officially be a doctor so Okay. Yeah, I think the hard part's done now. I've got a couple finals in the spring, but like not really too worried. Nice. Well, congrats. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. How you been doing? Good. I also crossed a milestone off my list recently. I uh, I finally went and did an open mic. I'm so proud. I know. It was a five-minute set, um, and I will say it went pretty well. Um, I won't say it went amazing. We had a few jokes fall flat. Um, It turns out basic white girls are only okay calling themselves basic white girls. My my Bumble Bingo joke did not go over super hot, but that's okay. Okay. What was the crowd like? Was it like, was it mostly other people doing open mic or was it? Yeah. So it was probably like 30% college kids hanging out drinking because it's really close to campus where comedy fort is um and then probably 70 percent of people there to actually try the open mic and um i'm i'm at least happy that like i got some laughs and a couple jokes landed really really well uh because the open mic i went to for whatever reason being a glutton for punishment is actually a pretty tough open mic and you could tell there was a good chunk of people that were like my friends all say i'm funny so i'm trying this and it yeah. didn't go over like as well because like friend context and like actually being like stand up funny are two wildly different things, as you know. Yeah, I mean, I've only done stand up in front of friends, so I, I'm very proud of you because I, it takes guts to do that. I I wanted to do it. I just I don't know one day. Um, But I wonder, like, if there was a lot of basic white girls in the crowd, maybe yeah. that's why I didn't <laughs> there land. There definitely was the <laughs> college scene. Yeah. Um, but self-deprecating humor went over well, uh, told some jokes about ex-youth pastor life that seemed to be really funny to people. 
Um, cool. Yeah, just stay away from dating apps, which at this point, like me and my partner have been dating for a year. So like mm -hmm. it might have also been like an issue with delivery. Like it's not even that relatable to me anymore. Like I haven't had to be on a dating app in literally over a year. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that that kind of hurt it, but it was cool. There was a guy there um, who like actually teaches stand up and he met up with me afterwards and, you know, gave me some feedback and some tips. And then he runs a like a workshop, um, like a four week workshop where you go and you kind of just do the same set over and over. And then he kind of like helps you like walk through it, um, just kind of tightens things up, helps you kind of get the nerves out because you're doing it in front of like a smaller group who's all there to just like get better. Um, so that was cool. Yeah, that's super cool that you have the opportunity to do that because, yeah, especially if you can do the same thing over and over again, that's the yeah. best way to do it, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, good for it, you. Thanks. It, well, go ahead. What joke do you think landed the best? Um, By far, like, I got a cackle out of uh, calling myself the human version of the missionary position. Um, And that's how oh. I kind of, like, saved myself from the white, basic white girl faux pas. Uh, when that was like nothing but crickets, I was like, listen, ladies, I'm not here to knock you. I was like, clearly I'm the most basic white dude out here. I was like, I'm basically the human missionary position. And that definitely like got them right back on my side, which was good and kind of like climbed my way out of that hole. Oh, that's sweet. Did you actually recover that way? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what you did. That, yeah. that's that's perfect yeah so, so maybe maybe that was the punchline all along right yeah yeah the real story is the punchlines we made along the way um exactly exactly but it was good when <laughs> the guy who runs the like workshop he was like listen puns are bad and i would never do puns he's like but i told this joke about how i tend to ghost people um when i was online dating uh because if you threw out an emoji i didn't understand i was out like wink face, I'm there. Hard eyes, I get it. Smiley face, done. You send me a broccoli, I'm out of this conversation. I no longer understand what I'm supposed to say, do, food is not my resource, uh, and I will ghost you instantly. And uh, he's like, listen, never tell me puns, but in that joke, because you had just gotten done talking about being a former youth pastor, I would have said, I'm actually quite good at holy ghosting people. And I was like, all right, all right, I like it. Yeah, that could work. That could work. Yeah, I wonder, puns don't... Because puns are such an in-the-moment thing. Yeah, find, they have like, to feel like stand -up, so natural. Yeah, because in stand-up, it's like, okay, we know you thought of that. Haha, <laughs> very funny. You thought of that, like, cheap pun Yeah. over the past three weeks. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, did you say up all night right in that one? Like, one of those moments? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but overall, like mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade the experience for the world. It was a lot of fun. Like I felt like it was a good 24 hours to 48 hours of like mentally recovering of getting mm -hmm. out of my own head, you know, not nitpicking yourself. Um, yeah. But then I got home and just started writing mo more jokes. So do you get someone to record it? No, that's why I just put the picture on Twitter. Open mics, it, this one specifically, they have a pretty strict rule about it. Uh, because oh, okay. apparently somebody went viral for bombing and uh, yeah, they like filed a huge complaint and so they don't let open mics be recorded anymore. Fair enough. I mean, it would be cool if they let like, I know it's hard to like police it, but if you could record your own to see like how far it comes, but 
Yeah. So the workshop I'm allowed to record at so that I can like listen to myself and watch myself and like get more comfortable. And then the workshop itself actually leads up to a new faces of comedy showcase at comedy for, and they bring up like all 15 people that did the workshop and the set you've been working on for like four weeks, you actually go out and perform um, in their like main auditorium with like an actual audience that people have to buy tickets to and stuff. That's sweet. So when's that workshop start? Uh, this weekend and then four weeks. So it'll be like the second weekend of March that it's a Tuesday night that I'll go and perform. Wow. You're, you're really doing it. You're doing really thing, doing, it, doing again. it. I know. Yeah. Um, when I first left the stage, I was like, cool, I did it. I'm never doing this again. Give me 20. had a good run. It's over. <laughs> uh, and then like a couple people like came over and they're like, man, you like really got something there. Like you had a couple of really good laughs and like people were just kind of encouraging about the jokes and um by the end of it I was I was feeling a lot better so yeah I think where I went wrong was like I knew that when I did it I was like I have to go back again in the next couple of weeks or I know I'm not gonna do it for a long time yeah and like that's exactly what happened like you gotta get back right away and keep the momentum going because I don't know it's life's busy it's hard to get the the push to do it so I'm glad you got out there and I'm, I'm glad you're gonna stick with it for at least the next month you know? Yeah, you know, I might as well figure, give it a good run. Um, <clears throat> the guy who did the workshop, he's like, hey, those first couple times, just so you know, it is pretty awkward. It's a smaller group. He's like, I actually think performing in front of bigger crowds is a lot easier because laughs tend to like play off of each other and you get the momentum of the crowd behind you. He's like, but that's mm -hmm. okay. It's good to have a smaller crowd and like get through that awkward feeling. Uh, and he was like, and I've only had one person quit after the first workshop. He's like, so we have a pretty good track record. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, he said one person oh, came well, to the workshop. They yeah. did their five minute set. It fell like kind of flat. They saw him afterwards. They said, "Hey, I'm not going to come the next three weeks. Uh, do I need to pay for it?" And the guy was like, "No, that's okay." So she was like, "Cool. I just needed to prove I could stand on a stage and talk for five minutes. I'm good." <laughs> so yeah, you'll have to send me some of the recordings. Yeah, I definitely will when we when we get that piece done. See what I can do. So I gotta tell you, like I speak in front of my company of 600 people, like a lot and that no problem. Like I will teach on marketing or I will teach on leadership and things like that. Like that doesn't bother me even a little bit. Like probably the first 45 seconds um, other than the basic white girl joke was really tough to get going. Um, you have to feel the mm. crowd out and the freaking nerves are brutal. And yeah, I'm not drinking right now. Like I'm doing 75 hard, which you can't drink on for 75 days. And so like not even being able to give myself like a little something to calm the nerves. Oof. Yeah, I definitely had a drink before I did mine. And then I was like pacing everywhere. Like, oh man, <laughs> I was so nervous before, but I yeah. couldn't imagine doing it sober in front of people you don't know. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. Uh, my coworkers all want to come to the showcase and like I had even talked about it on this show. Like I kind of go back and forth. I'm like, do I want the people I have to see every day to like come see this like shit I say on stage? And after that one, I was like, absolutely. They are all invited. I want as many people as I know that I can make eye contact with and like get some laughs out of and like start feeling myself up there. Yeah, I think, yeah, go, doing that for your second time, it'll be a huge confidence boost because even if like it doesn't go perfectly going from what you just did and having that like uncomfortable feeling to having people there it'll be a better experience no matter what yeah um probably the most brutal one was a guy older guy who said he just really wanted to try stand up for the first time which is scary and like that's tough 
but he got up there and he was like talking about how he lives with his ex-wife's brother but they're still friends and like it wasn't like comedy storytelling it was like he just got up there and like mm-hmm. kind of talked to people but he ended his set with uh so me and my ex-brother-in-law who I live with we went and got some uh Taco Bell and both got really bad food poisoning he's like and it was exactly like that scene in family guy where i threw up so hard i shit on the wall and nice. like you just heard the chairs kind of shift in the club oh. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> People are just, like, grossed out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're just like, that was the end of that story? Like, damn. Damn. Yeah, poop poop jokes are, are something special. <laughs> yeah, even when we've done our toilet humor here in the past, we definitely make a point to say how, how low bar and ridiculous it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, you did it, and I'm proud of you. Yeah. Good for you. Probably my favorite laugh of the night was uh, I, I love good surprise and like kind of shock humor. And one woman got up yeah. there and talked about how it was also her first time. She's really nervous. And she's like, you know, I have uh, a kid and um, my kid has a disability. She's like, any parents in here with kids with disability? A couple people like were like, yeah. She's like, that shit fucking sucks, huh? And like the place lost it with that just like heartfelt honesty of like, yes, of course, I love my kid. But like, this is a tough thing to be in. And yeah, I don't know. I loved seeing like a crowd connect with somebody on something that should be painful, mm-hmm. but like how she kind of owned it and brought it out. It was great. So. Yeah, no, that's good too. You gotta like, you have to find ways to connect with people. Like, cause yeah. the best jokes are ones that are personal to you, right. but it can't be like too personal because then people it's either like awkward or people can't relate so yeah and then if it's like too relatable then it's just overdone so you have to find like the fine line and if it's like too niche of your story that like nobody gets it like throwing up hard and pooping on a wall like (laughs) yeah it's definitely a balance but i gotta say like building up to this i've done not nothing but i've done a lot a lot a lot of watching a ton of really big comedians And I learned more sitting through that open mic and like watching people where I'm at and watching like what worked for them and what didn't than I do watching people Mm -hmm. who have perfected their craft and have, you know, 30 minute HBO specials. Yeah, because it's so effortless for them at that point that like, yeah, it it just looks easy. Like you don't really notice what's going into it. Yeah, exactly. So cool. So what about you? Other than taking your boards, how's life? What's been going on? Yeah, I mean, like it's been busy, but something I wanted to talk about was like I went away with my family over Christmas. And uh originally my mom was like, Yeah, we're going to Tennessee. I got this cabin we're gonna stay in over Christmas. I'm like, yeah, okay. Nashville, right? Uh we did Nashville for a couple days, but the main trip was this cabin in the woods, basically. Okay. And I'm like, okay, we're going like to the middle of nowhere in Tennessee. Like, I was like, what are we going to do? She's like, oh, I don't know. I just thought it would be like nice to like, you know, spend time as a family. So I'm like, okay. So we get there like at night, kind of like we were driving through the woods. There's a lot of dark, windy roads. We ended up going the wrong way. We're trying to get to this restaurant that's apparently like the most popular place in the area. And like, we're just driving through. There's, it's dark and like, yeah, just in the middle of nowhere. But then, strangely, there was, like, a decent amount of traffic. 
but there's nothing around so we're like where are all these people going like what is happening why are there so many cars where like where are we and then we're driving to get eventually we found the right address for this restaurant and when we get to the street that the restaurant's on it is like orlando florida like myrtle beach style like this street it was packed with traffic and on either side of the road we've got like wax museums we've got like titanic museums there's arcades there's and gift shops not in galore. nashville just some small town near the no, cabin no yeah have you ever heard of pigeon forge no yeah i found we found pigeon forge tennessee wow which like it, the crazy such a crazy tourist area like so insane for no reason like the tourist attraction is just things that were built there like it's in the smoky mountains so i guess like people go to the national park but it was nuts and everyone there was from florida everyone everyone there i guess this is what they do in the winter time they come up to this random place and i wonder if some of our like listeners have heard of this place because we got a few like quite a few american listeners but like it was so nutty but the traffic aaron was so so bad like i was saying the whole time like there's nothing to do here but sit in traffic like you it takes half hour to drive down this street that's oh like goodness. three kilometers like i'm not even i know that's canadian but you know it's not far <laughs> and it was just so nutty and we would just go to this restaurant called the local goat and it was great some local goat farmers own it and most of the stuff there was like locally produced and apparently they make their own ketchup and stuff and but this place was packed it was jam-packed like where are all these fucking people coming from it was crazy oh man did you see king kong or the titanic uh king kong was on one of the museums yeah okay um there was a titanic museum it it was just yeah you know i was all there and uh we also near there there's also this place called gatlinburg which is more in the Smoky Mountains. Now, this tourist section was more similar to like Clifton Hill and Niagara Falls because it's like, like at least down Pigeon Forge, there's like four lanes, like two either side. In yeah. Gatlinburg, it's just one either side. So the traffic is worse and it was very tight and it had like all more gift shops and like little, like, I don't know, novelty shops, not so much like big museums and things, but that was nutty as well. Like so many fucking people up in these hills, and it would be ridiculous because you'd be driving at night, middle of nowhere, and you take a turn, and then it's just fucking Hollywood sign, basically. Like oh it was so, God. it was so nutty. And then on top of all that, like it snowed while we were there, and they don't get snow, and like nobody there has snow tires. So we're driving one night, like it, and it to go get dinner. We get to the local goat because we went there a couple times. But as we get there, they're like, no, we're closing down. Like, it's snowing. Our staff have to get home. <laughs> Can't do this. And, like, yeah, there's, like, an inch of snow, which I get. Like, they're not used to it. So, yeah. and they're up in the hills. So, it actually it, it actually is a problem because, like, these people live up in the hills and it's really hard to get up them. Um, then we end up going to, like, the Hard Rock Cafe. They're like, oh, it's going to be a two-hour wait because all oh of our staff God. have gone <laughs> And then we ended up after we finally got dinner we just sat at the bar anyway we go up our hill our cottage is on this steep ass hill like so steep and we turned down the street to go there and uh there's just a car like trucks lined up 
parked. We thought it was traffic at first, but we're sitting there for 20 minutes and we're like, what is going on? So my sister gets out to go look and see what's happening. And she's like, she gets by. She's like, there's literally nothing happening. Like people are just stopped because they don't know what to do. Oh my God. (laughs) Because they have all these big trucks, but they can't get up the hill. So my dad ends up like going around them because, you know, he's got snow tires. We're from Canada. We're ready for this. Yeah. And, uh, we drive past them and we look at our hill and we're a little worried because we're like one like we got to get up this hill and it's like like straight up and then a 90 degree turn and another steep hill up to where our little driveway is and it's like okay well getting up is one thing but but then we have to get down in the morning and like (laughs) when you drive over snow once then it oh yeah just ice yeah yeah so but but we did it we did it we did we did that we did it but and then we got down safely the next day but it was it was scary one of the roads or the roads sorry out there aaron yeah it's called booger town road oh yeah that's actually a traditional uh name that they have in every single town in america really no not at all booger, booger town yeah. booger town but that's that i i just i wanted to share that with the people because I if you've it. never heard of pigeon forge Check it out. Dollywood's out there. That's, I guess, why my mom wanted to go, but it was closed because of the snow. So we couldn't go. I was about to and ask my mom you, was like, oh, Dollywood. Yeah. That's literally like why my mom wanted to go and oh. we couldn't even go. The Felkers take yeah. Pigeon Forge. What an adventure. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea that yeah. you guys came down as like Canadians and you're like, dumb Americans. Like, it's not that much snow. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I don't mean to trash them for that reason. But uh, yeah, I was kind of. It was kind of funny that like people literally like couldn't drive because you know they they just don't have the infrastructure for it. Yeah, man. Anywhere in the south here, if it starts like snowing at all, places just shut down like crazy. So, <laughs> anyways, Eric, I'm so sorry you had to do an extra two minutes of cardio, but that's it. That does it for to be another. Fair, Give me twenty. To be Go fair, ahead. we didn't record last month, so you know, Get a little double dose. Minutes. Yeah, I won't kill yeah, you. Um. Anyways, this does it for another episode of Give Me 20. Uh, Can't wait until next time. And until then, keep it funny.